0: Chapter Sixth of the Heart of Midlothian by Sir Walter Scott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Lake City, Utah. The evil you teach us, we will execute, and it shall go hard, but we will better the instruction. Merchant of Venice the unhappy object of this remarkable disturbance had been that day delivered from the apprehension of public execution and his joy was the greater as he had some reason to question whether government would have run the risk of unpopularity by interfering in his favor after he had been legally convicted by the verdict of a jury of a crime so very obnoxious relieved from this doubtful state of mind his heart was merry within him and he thought in the emphatic words of scripture on a similar occasion that surely the bitterness of death was past some of his friends however who had watched the manner and behavior of the crowd when they were made acquainted with the reprieve were of a different opinion they augured from the unusual sternness and silence with which they bore their disappointment that the populace nourished some scheme of sudden and desperate vengeance and they advised porteous to lose no time in petitioning the proper authorities that he might be conveyed to the castle under a sufficient guard to remain there in security until his ultimate fate should be determined habituated however by his office to overawe the rabble of the city Portius could not suspect them of an attempt so audacious as to storm a strong and defensible prison and despising the advice by which he might have been saved he spent the afternoon of the eventful day in giving an entertainment to some friends who visited him in jail several of whom by the indulgence of the captain of the tobooth with whom he had an old intimacy arising from their official connection were even permitted to remain to supper with him though contrary to the rules of the jail it was therefore in the hour of unalloyed mirth when this unfortunate wretch was full of bread hot with wine and high in mistimed and ill-grounded confidence and alas with all his sins full-blown when the first distant shouts of the rioters mingled with the song of merriment and intemperance the hurried call of the jailer to the guests requiring them instantly to depart and yet his more hasty intimation that a dreadful and determined mob had possessed themselves of the city gates and guard-house were the first explanation of these fearful clamours might however have eluded the fury from which the force of authority could not protect him had he thought of slipping on some disguise and leaving the prison along with his guests it is probable that the gaoler might have connived at his escape or even that in the hurry of this alarming contingency he might not have observed it but porteous and his friends alike wanted presence of mind to suggest or execute such a plan of escape the former hastily fled from a place where their own safety seemed compromised and the latter in a state resembling stupefaction awaited in his apartment the termination of the enterprise of the rioters the cessation of the clang of the instruments with which they had at first attempted to force the door gave him momentary relief the flattering hopes that the military had marched into the city either from the castle or from the suburbs and that the rioters were intimidated and dispersing were soon destroyed by the broad and glaring light of the flames which illuminating through the grated window every corner of his apartment plainly showed that the mob determined on their fatal purpose had adopted a means of forcing entrance equally desperate and certain the sudden glare of light suggested to the stupefied and astonished object of popular hatred the possibility of concealment or escape to rush to the chimney to ascend it at the risk of suffocation were the only means which seemed to have occurred to him but his progress was speedily stopped by one of those iron gratings which are for the sake of security usually placed across the vents of buildings designed for imprisonment the bars however which impeded his farther progress served to support him in the situation which he had gained and he seized them with the tenacious grasp of one who esteemed himself clinging to his last hope of existence the lurid light which had filled the apartment lowered and died away the sound of shouts was heard within the walls and on the narrow and winding stair which eased within one of the turrets gave access to the upper apartments of the prison the huzza of the rioters was answered by a shout wild and desperate as their own the cry namely of the imprisoned felons who expecting to be liberated in the general confusion welcomed the mob as their deliverers by some of these the apartment of Portius was pointed out to his enemies the obstacle of the lock and bolts was soon overcome and from his hiding-place the unfortunate man heard his enemies search every corner of the apartment with oaths and maledictions which would but shock the reader if we recorded them but which served to prove could it have admitted of doubt the settled purpose of soul with which they sought his destruction a place of concealment so obvious to suspicion and scrutiny as that which porteous had chosen could not long screen him from detection he was dragged from his lurking-place with a violence which seemed to argue an intention to put him to death on the spot more than one weapon was directed towards him when one of the rioters the same whose female disguise had been particularly noticed by butler interfered in an authoritative tone are ye mad he said or would ye execute an act of justice as if it were a crime and a cruelty this sacrifice will lose half its savour if we do not offer it at the very horns of the altar we will have him die where a murderer should die on the common gibbet we will have him die where he spilled the blood of so many innocents a loud shout of applause followed the proposal and the cry to the gallows with the murderer to the grass-market with him echoed on all hands let no man hurt him continued the speaker let him make his peace with god if he can we will not kill both his soul and his body what time did he give better folk for preparing their account answered several voices let us meet to him with the same measure he measured to them but the opinion of the spokesman better suited the temper of those he addressed a temper rather stubborn than impetuous sedate though ferocious and desirous of colouring their cruel and revengeful action with a show of justice and moderation for an instant this man quitted the prisoner whom he consigned to a selected guard with instructions to permit him to give his money and property to whomever he pleased a person confined in the jail for debt received this last deposit from the trembling hand of the victim who was at the same time permitted to make some other brief arrangements to meet his approaching fate the felons and all others who wished to leave the jail were now at full liberty to do so not that their liberation made any part of the settled purpose of the rioters but it followed as almost a necessary consequence of forcing the jail doors with wild cries of jubilee they joined the mob or disappeared among the narrow lanes to seek out the hidden receptacles of vice and infamy where they were accustomed to lurk and conceal themselves from justice two persons a man about fifty years old and a girl about eighteen were all who continued within the fatal walls excepting two or three debtors who probably saw no advantage in attempting their escape the persons we have mentioned remained in the strong-room of the prison now deserted by all others one of their late companions in misfortune called out to the man to make his escape in the tone of an acquaintance run for it ratcliffe the road's clear it may be so willie answered ratcliffe composedly but i have taken a fancy to leave off trade and set up for an honest man stay there and be hanged then for a donnered old devil said the other and ran down the prison stair the person in female attire whom we have distinguished as one of the most active rioters was about the same time at the ear of the young woman flee effie flee was all he had time to whisper she turned towards him an eye of mingled fear affection and upbraiding all contending with a sort of stupefied surprise he again repeated flee effie flee for the sake of all that's good and dear to you again she gazed on him but was unable to answer a loud noise was now heard and the name of madge wildfire was repeatedly called from the bottom of the staircase i am coming i am coming said the person who answered to that appellative and then reiterating hastily for god's sake for your own sake for my sake flee or they'll take your life he left the strong room the girl gazed after him for a moment and then faintly muttering better tine life since tint is good fame she sunk her head upon her hand and remained seemingly unconscious as a statue of the noise and tumult which passed around her that tumult was now transferred from the inside to the outside of the tow the mob had brought their destined victim forth and were about to conduct him to the commonplace of execution which they had fixed as the scene of his death the leader whom they distinguished by the name of madge wildfire had been summoned to assist at the procession by the impatient shouts of his confederates i will insure you five hundred pounds said the unhappy man grasping wildfire's hand five hundred pounds for to save my life the other answered in the same undertone and returning his grasp with one equally convulsive five hundredweight of coined gold should not save you remember wilson a deep pause of a minute ensued when wildfire added in a more composed tone make your peace with heaven Where is the clergyman? Butler, who in great terror and anxiety had been detained within a few yards of the tollbooth door to wait the event of the search after Porteus, was now brought forward and commanded to walk by the prisoner's side and to prepare him for immediate death. His answer was a supplication that the rioters would consider what they did you are neither judges nor jury said he you cannot have by the laws of god or man power to take away the life of a human creature however deserving he may be of death if it is murder even in a lawful magistrate to execute an offender otherwise than in the place time and manner which the judge's sentence prescribes what must it be in you who have no warrant for interference but your own wills in the name of him who is all mercy show mercy to this unhappy man and do not dip your hands in his blood nor rush into the very crime which you are desirous of avenging cut your sermon short you are not in your pulpit answered one of the rioters if we hear more of your clavers," said another we are like to hang you up beside him peace hush said wildfire do the good man no harm he discharges his conscience and i like him the better then he addressed butler now sir we have patiently heard you and we just wish you to understand in the way of answer that you may as well argue to the ashlar work and iron stanchions of the Tolbooth booth as think to change our purpose blood must have blood we have sworn to each other by the deepest oaths ever were pledged that porteous shall die the death he deserves so richly therefore speak no more to us but prepare him for death as well as the briefness of his change will permit they had suffered the unfortunate porteous to put on his nightgown and slippers as he had thrown off his coat and shoes in order to facilitate his attempt escape up the chimney in this garb he was now mounted on the hands of two of the rioters clasped together so as to form what is called in scotland the king's cushion butler was placed close to his side and repeatedly urged to perform a duty always the most painful which can be imposed on a clergyman deserving of the name and now rendered more so by the peculiar and horrid circumstances of the criminal's case porteous at first uttered some supplications for mercy but when he found that there was no chance that these would be attended to his military education and the natural stubbornness of his disposition combined to support his spirits are you prepared for this dreadful end said butler in a faltering voice oh turn to him in whose eyes time and space have no existence and to whom a few minutes are as a lifetime and a lifetime as a minute i believe i know what you would say answered porteous sullenly i was bred a soldier if they will murder me without time let my sins as well as my blood lie at their door who was it said the stern voice of wildfire that said to wilson at this very spot when he could not pray owing to the galling agony of his fetters that his pains would soon be over i say to you to take your own tale home and if you cannot profit by the good man's lessons blame not them that are still more merciful to you than you were to others the procession now moved forward with a slow and determined pace it was enlightened by many blazing links and torches for the actors of this work were so far from affecting any secrecy on the occasion that they seemed even to court observation their principal leaders kept close to the person of the prisoner whose pallid yet stubborn features were seen distinctly by the torchlight as his person was raised considerably above the concourse which thronged around him those who bore swords muskets and battle-axes marched on each side as if forming a regular guard to the procession the windows as they went along were filled with the inhabitants whose slumbers had been broken by this unusual disturbance some of the spectators muttered accents of encouragement but in general they were so much appalled by a sight so strange and audacious that they looked on with a sort of stupefied astonishment no one offered by act or word the slightest interruption the rioters on their part continued to act with the same air of deliberate confidence and security which had marked all their proceedings when the object of their resentment dropped one of his slippers they stopped sought for it and replaced it upon his foot with great deliberation as they descended the bow towards the fatal spot where they designed to complete their purpose it was suggested that there should be a rope kept in readiness for this purpose the booth of a man dealt in cordage was forced open a coil of rope fit for their purpose was selected to serve as a halter and the dealer next morning found that a guinea had been left on his counter in exchange so anxious were the perpetrators of this daring action to show that they meditated not the slightest wrong or infraction of law excepting so far as porteous was himself concerned leading or carrying along with them in this determined and regular manner the object of their vengeance they at length reached the place of common execution the scene of his crime and destined spot of his sufferings several of the rioters if they should not rather be described as conspirators endeavored to remove the stone which filled up the socket in which the end of the fatal tree was sunk when it was erected for its fatal purpose others sought for the means of constructing a temporary gibbet the place in which the gallows itself was deposited being reported too secure to be forced without much loss of time butler endeavoured to avail himself of the delay afforded by these circumstances to turn the people from their desperate design for god's sake he exclaimed remember it is the image of your creator which you are about to deface in the person of this unfortunate man wretched as he is and wicked as he may be he has a share in every promise of scripture and you cannot destroy him in impenitence without blotting his name from the book of life do not destroy soul and body give time for preparation what time had they returned a stern voice whom he murdered on this very spot the laws both of god and man call for his death but what my friends insisted butler with a generous disregard to his own safety what hath constituted you his judges we are not his judges replied the same person he has been already judged and condemned by lawful authority we are those whom heaven and our righteous anger have stirred up to execute judgment when a corrupt government would have protected a murderer i am none said the unfortunate porteous that which you charge upon me fell out in self-defence in the lawful exercise of my duty away with him away with him was the general cry why do you trifle away time in making a gallows that dyster's pole is good enough for the homicide the unhappy man was forced to his fate with remorseless rapidity butler separated from him by the press escaped the last horrors of his struggles unnoticed by those who had hitherto detained him as a prisoner he fled from the fatal spot without much caring in what direction his course lay a loud shout proclaimed the stern delight with which the agents of this deed regarded its completion butler then at the opening into the low street called the Cowgate, cast back a terrified glance and by the red and dusky light of the torches he could discern a figure wavering and struggling as it hung suspended above the heads of the multitude and could even observe men striking at it with their lockaber axes and partisans the sight was of a nature to double his horror and to add wings to his flight the street down which the fugitive ran opens to one of the eastern ports or gates of the city butler did not stop till he reached it but found it still shut he waited nearly an hour walking up and down in inexpressible perturbation of mind at length he ventured to call out and rouse the attention of the terrified keepers of the gate who now found themselves at liberty to resume their office without interruption butler requested them to open the gate they hesitated he told them his name and occupation he is a preacher said one i have heard him preach in haddo's hole of fine preaching has he been at the night said another but maybe least sad is soonest mended opening then the wicket of the main gate the keepers suffered butler to depart who hastened to carry his horror and fear beyond the walls of edinburgh his first purpose was instantly to take the road homeward but other fears and cares connected with the news he had learned in that remarkable day induced him to linger in the neighbourhood of edinburgh until daybreak more than one group of persons passed him as he was whiling away the hours of darkness that yet remained whom from the stifled tones of their discourse the unwonted hour when they travelled and the hasty pace at which they walked he conjectured to have been engaged in the late fatal transaction certainly it was that the sudden and total dispersion of the rioters when their vindictive purpose was accomplished seemed not the least remarkable feature of this singular affair in general whatever may be the impelling motive by which a mob is at first raised the attainment of their object has usually been only found to lead the way to farther excesses but not so in the present case they seemed completely satiated with the vengeance they had prosecuted with such staunch and sagacious activity when they were fully satisfied that life had abandoned their victim they dispersed in every direction throwing down the weapons which they had only assumed to enable them to carry through their purpose at daybreak there remained not the least token of the events of the night excepting the corpse of porteous which still hung suspended in the place where he had suffered and the arms of various kinds which the rioters had taken from the city guard-house which were found scattered about the streets as they had thrown them from their hands when the purpose for which they had seized them was accomplished the ordinary magistrates of the city resumed their power not without trembling at the late experience of the fragility of its tenure to march troops into the city and commence a severe inquiry into the transactions of the preceding night were the first marks of returning energy which they displayed but these events had been conducted on so secure and well calculated a plan of safety and secrecy that there was little or nothing learned to throw light upon the authors or principal actors in a scheme so audacious an express was dispatched to london with the tidings where they excited great indignation and surprise in the council of regency and particularly in the bosom of queen caroline who considered her own authority as exposed to contempt by the success of this singular conspiracy nothing was spoke of for some time save the measure of vengeance which should be taken not only on the actors of this tragedy so soon as they should be discovered but upon the magistrates who had suffered it to take place and upon the city which had been the scene where it was exhibited on this occasion it is still recorded in popular tradition that her majesty in the height of her displeasure told the celebrated john duke of argyll that sooner than submit to such an insult she would make scotland a hunting-field in that case Madame answered that high-spirited nobleman with a profound bow i will take leave of your majesty and go down to my own country to get my hounds ready the import of the reply had more than met the ear and as most of the scottish nobility and gentry seemed actuated by the same national spirit the royal displeasure was necessarily checked in mid-volley and milder courses were recommended and adopted to some of which we may hereafter have occasion to advert chapter six